You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Kevin, no one wants to hear about your tushy being cooled on episode 133 of Geeky's Show. How have you been, my friend? Ah, not too bad. It's uh, trying to recover from the holiday ending, the New Year's crap I slept, which I slept through. You know, I, I slept through New Year's all the time. It, 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 well, except for this year, I, sh- I should be honest. I actually sat up and, and watched the weird ass blowing up at the Sydney Harbour Bridge, which they do each and every single year. And, you know, it just it, it occurred to me, Kevin, that I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of things, and I don't understand why <laughs> the local government of Sydney, and, and, and this is governments around the world, why do they spend millions upon millions of dollars on fucking fireworks when there's people in hospitals that need medical treatment, there's roads and transportation needs that need fixing, there's countless things that I couldn't even think about or, or ponder that need to be done, yet they want to piss it away, I'm blowing you know, pretty lights into the air. I mean, honestly, I, I've been thinking of starting a blog called I Don't Understand, dot, 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 and then what I don't understand, because there's a lot of things that I just don't get about society and about life, and it's, it really, it, it, every time I see it, I just, I look at it, oh, yeah, pretty lights, and millions of dollars gone, and it's it's like, you know, there's someone in a hospital bed dying at that point in time, and it's like... Fuck, spend the money wisely. It's my, it's my money that I'm paying in tax. Well, now that's different than here in the United States, or at least most places I know. The government doesn't contribute the majority of the money, at least locally. I'm talking really mm-hmm. locally around here. The, the government doesn't contribute the majority of the money. A lot of times, I think they only give like 25% of the money. Then it's funded by the local business associations. And sometimes it's an even 100% funded by local business associations to do the different fireworks. We have fireworks um, 4th of July, of course. They have fireworks uh, at what's called Apple Blossom, mm-hmm. uh, the Apple Blossom Festival that's held here every the first weekend in May every year. Uh, they have them for, and they have them for New Year's. Um, many, many years ago, I went downtown to try to watch the fireworks at New Year's. And there were too many idiots around, so that was. I think that's probably the last New Year's Eve. No, two thousand was the last time I stayed awake from midnight, if I remember correctly. You just want to that's see all... if the Y two K bug would actually hit, though. No, that's because I was working because I had to be on <laughs> duty because of the Y two K bug. Just, just in case shit hit the fan. Well, you know, it, and I think I've talked about it before. Maybe, um, yeah, I had to work. I had to go in at ten o'clock that night. I think it was 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock or whatever it was, and had to work till 3 the next morning uh, just to keep an eye on things. I had done, myself and my other co-worker at that time, had done the remediation on all our programming code and stuff. Mm-hmm. We'd updated all the PCs and everything like that. But I had one PC that I knew was not Y2K compliant, so I disconnected it from everything. And when midnight rolled over, this thing flipped out. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. The screen went nuts, and uh, it was just wild what it did. I mean, it didn't hurt itself, and a reboot cleared it. As soon as oh, I rebooted it, because cool. well, because it didn't load the application that was constantly running mm-hmm. that was not Y2K compliant. Just the operating system itself was Y2K, but the application that ran on that machine was not, and I knew it wasn't. We'd already replaced it. 
but I just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> That's super cool. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool to watch, but. Uh, yeah, I think that's the last time I stayed up for New Year's was back uh, the rollover on ninety nine to two thousand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't get the whole New Year's thing. It's like you, you're saying, you know, Happy New Year, and it's like, yeah, 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 but there was nothing wrong with the previous year. Well, I don't get yeah. that either. I just, you know, it, it, it's a salutation, of course, but it's very much pointless and self serving. Yeah, I've I've never been a New Year's fan. Goes all the way back to my childhood because New I never liked New Year's partially because that was always the day that my family strictly said all the Christmas decorations have got to be taken down. Ah, nope. bingo! So that 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 that's always been sort of the bad days. Oh, jeez, no, not this! I don't want to wake up tomorrow and have to pull it all down. Well, it's, it, I don't mind. It's it's the you know it's bright, it's colorful, everything's. You know, it's all the build-up to Christmas, the whole month of December, and then a week later you're yanking it all down. So that, you see, te- that, technically, that's not going with the 12 days of Christmas, though. Yeah, but the 12 days of Christmas isn't as big in this country as it is the rest of the way around the world. Oh, interesting. You, you know what, it's really interesting when you look at, you know, you were saying just before about, you know, businesses, local businesses and, and private enterprise and so forth supporting fireworks displays, uh, you know, and throughout your region of the United States anyway. Out here, that wouldn't happen at all. <laughs> it's like the business, <laughs> the businesses pucker up. I mean, okay, some businesses may sponsor some things, but, you know, it's a very small portion. Most of it's government driven. So our government's corrupt, I think, Kevin. I think that's what the problem is. Oh, okay, so it's, you know, or it doesn't have, maybe the NSA is trying to limit the amount of aerial combat capabilities that you have. Probably. That could be it, too, as well, mm-hmm. you know, for our friends now listening from the NSA. the <laughs> But, yeah, the, I, and then as I got older, I, I found it easier to drink through New Year's, so while I was awake, I was stupefied. <laughs> so you weren't and, really there anyway. Nah. Um, it's like I, I, ooh, pretty lights crash. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, as I got older, I just said, "Ah, oh, piss on it." I quit worrying about it. So you know, yeah. it's just. It's I, just I don't the know. That, I wonder, is it a geek thing? I, I wonder what our other geek fellow friends. I, I mean, look, I looked on Twitter. And, you know, there were a few people, you know, sort of wished everyone a happy new year. And I just don't do it. It's like, you know, yeah, you know, whatever, Twitter friends, you have a good new year. I hope you have a great 2014. There's no doubt about that. I don't wish anyone ill will. But it's just I don't feel the need to say, hey, on this specific day, you know, um, happy new year. It's a bit like Valentine's Day, I guess. You know, Gretel rarely gets a, a nice Valentine's Day for me because I believe Valentine's Day should be every day of the year. If you can't tell each other that you love you love each other each day, if you can't be nice to each other, if you can't do kind things for each other, uh, you know, what do you need one day to do this? If you need one day, you're a very shallow person. So so that I come across non-shallow, I love you, Mark. Uh, Kevin, you can leave that till Valentine's Day because that's like a, a, a bromance. And bromances have different rules. No, not blowing kisses. Oh. 
<laughs> I feel so violated. I feel so, and I'm in a tank top today, and I feel even more violated because I'm I'm, uh, I'm sweating in certain places, Kevin. You are yes, because you're getting you're getting you're getting quite the heat wave down there. I saw I saw somebody send something out from Yahoo Weather that said it's so hot in your part of the world they had to come up with a new color on the map to color code the heat. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, out in the outback, my uncle was just out there, actually, um, only a couple of months back, and out uh, around uh, Whitecliff, Broken Hill, and, and so forth, and they're, they're central Australia, and out there, it gets they get temperatures 50 degrees Celsius and, and 51, 52 degrees Celsius, and they actually have to live underground, but all, all their houses and everything are built underground. Uh, because they cannot live above ground. It's just too hot. And it, it's just really, really interesting and really cool to talk to people who've been out there. And I, I've never been there. It's always it, it's one of those holiday destinations that I must go to one day. Uh, but it, it's a, a totally different way of life. And it's just quite incredible when you think about it that they actually have their homes underground and you don't live above ground. It, it's just, it, it's hard to believe almost. It, it's very... Almost very sci-fi, science fiction based. Uh, you know, when whenever a, a landing party from Star Trek goes to an, another planet and they live a, a completely different type of way, they live in a cave or they live underground or they they live in a, a city in the sky or whatever it may be. And it's just it's really interesting. It's like wow, we actually have that. And you know, it's within I don't know twelve fifteen hours of where I live, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah. The, the, now, in contrast. Uh, the United States, or a good portion of the United States, and the portion I live in, is about to experience some of the coldest temperatures in the last twenty years. Yeah, that, that's uh, it, it, it's hot. It, like it, it, it's incredible, just the difference, isn't it? It's it's amazing well, that it happens that way. Yeah, well, let's see. The high today was zero. Is, is Celsius. that Celsius? Wow. Or no, I think it got a little. Might have got a little warmer than that. Um, and we've had. I, rain. I, I like how you class that as warm. Yeah, but because you cannot get warmer at that temperature, there is no way. Warmer starts at about fifteen degrees and goes up. Below fifteen degrees Celsius, you've got cold, bloody cold, fucking cold. Oh shit! I can't say any more cold, and that's where you are right now. Well, we've had freezing. We've had freezing rain off and on all day. It's where it comes down as rain and then freezes and turns to ice so immediately it, when it. It's like sleet a bit. Would that be correct, or is sleet different? No, it, it comes down liquid, but because the ground's so cold, then it just oh. turns to ice. Ah, interesting. So you kind of have a, a slip and slide. Yes, you do. You well, have quite the you slip know, and we, slide. Well, we, we've got a slip and slide for the kids. Uh, you know, and they're out in the backyard, and they got the water going. They're sliding down the slip and slide, and uh, so you're slipping and sliding. We're slipping and sliding. Well, you, I, I guarantee, you, if you don't like those temperatures, then the forecast high for Tuesday in Celsius is minus nine. Yeah, that, that's not a high. That that's an extreme low. You, and the low is minus twelve. Wow. See, Kevin, I, I've never been in temperatures like that, so I, I don't even know if I'd be able to survive. I'd probably drop dead. No, you'd be fine. Well, actually, it was, yesterday it was a little warmer. It was about 35, 36 degrees Fahrenheit, so that's, a, what, about 1 Celsius or so. And I... Uh, never my been that cold. And I was outside, you know, in my shirt sleeves. Uh, I did have on long pants, 
but I was in my shirt sleeves shoveling the snow and cleaning the stuff that uh, we had gotten. Uh, we got snow Thursday night on the way home. Oy vey, the commute Thursday night on the way home. I don't know if I would told you that. What normally takes me around 50, to, 50 minutes to an hour and five minutes took just shy of three hours for me to drive oh, home nasty. Thursday night. Well, it started to snow literally as I left work. And people got to be idiots. And they ended up, I got, I, I it creeped along. It took me an hour to go about nine miles. Ouch. But I, I mean, I kept moving until I got up to a point that I was about halfway between work and home. And then they closed the road. Oh. I couldn't go backwards. I couldn't go forwards. I couldn't go left. I couldn't go right. I just had to sit there. Thank God for my podcast addiction because I got through. You know, I was just sitting there listening to podcast after podcast after podcast. Well, I just sat there and watched it snow, and, you know, traffic was bumper to bumper all the way around me. So, and then eventually it cleared up, and I came on home, but it was it was wild, so. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, so that all fell on Thursday, and then it turned really cold Friday, and it froze hard as a rock. <laughs> so. Fun times. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. We actually had a couple little snow drifts out in the driveway. So. I, you know, I, I still think you guys are crazy for living in those conditions, but uh, you guys think I'm crazy for living in this condition. There we go. We're yep. both nuts. <laughs> yep. That's exactly it. That's exactly oh, it. You, you know what's funny? I'd freeze coming across to you this time of year, and you'd melt coming across to me this time of year. We've got to meet halfway. I don't know what halfway is. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's somewhere in the UK. I don't know what temperature they've got at the moment. No, their weather's a little bit more like ours this time of year. Yeah. Oh. So. I, I I still couldn't do it. I I love my son and and uh, literally the sun in the the sky. And my son uh, <laughs> had to clarify that. Uh, just so that when Nicholas listens back to this in 10 years' time, he realizes, oh, Daddy did actually love me. Oh, I don't need to go to that therapist after all. No, um, that won't be the reason he's going to the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually, you know, we, we were out um, yesterday in the sun. The last couple of weekends we've been out in the sun, basking in the sun and the rays and the warmth. We've... I'd love to say we've been defrosting, but we've just been melting because we, we were already defrosted. And uh, so last week, of course, I almost met the Woz. I'm still kicking myself for that. And uh, you know what? The Woz met our Prime Minister, though. That sucks. Why does the Prime Minister get to meet the Woz? He's not even an Apple user. How do you know he's not an Apple user? I assume, because our government still uses BlackBerry at the moment. Oh, they want the stuff that the NSA can read easily, then. Well, let's put it this way: Australia, Australia, Australians, politi- Australia's politicians have always had their head firmly up the ass of America's politicians. We follow everything you guys do. So, in other words, you all you all suffer from a severe case of Bus optical sniffing. rectitis. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, you know. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, we've got a, a, as you know, we've got very strong ties at the government level and and uh, and the lifestyle levels and, and so forth at, at that side of the fence. But yeah, huh, it's it's just one of those things. It just sucked that was got to meet him, and it's like, but not me. 
I should have stalked Boz. I should have, you know, had my iPhone out and stalked him all week since he's been out here. Tried to meet up with him somewhere, but uh, that just got too busy. Too hard. You blew your chance. I did. I had one chance for success, and and it's gone, and and I'll forever regret it, and uh, it'll never happen again. You can settle. You can you can take solace in your failure. Then is what you're saying. Yeah. Yet again, another failure. <laughs> Just that they, they keep coming. They keep tallying up. Mm, yep. And Kevin keeps twisting it and turning it. And uh, anyway, so anyway, I was talking about going out, Kevin. You, you're disturbing me. And the listeners are going, "What the hell is Mark talking about?" Anyway. So I, I went out and, and I, I sent you some, some photos, Kevin, this little quaint railway station only two stops away from it. It's called Hawkesbury River Railway Station. And it's literally a railway station on the riverbank. And uh, just beautiful views and just, you know, lovely sailboats in the distance and just warmth and everything. Great, great rail uh, trip. Actually, next time I go up there, I have to take video and send you a video of it because it's just very scenic, very Ooh, beautiful. That and, would be cool. Um, yeah, so... Now we we went there, but what I what I've got to tell you about is the quiet train carriage, and I don't know if you have those in the United States, but for some reason, the the New South Wales uh, State Rail Authority has decided that two uh, carriages on every uh, train that's either six or eight carriages in length are going to be quiet carriages, where you're encouraged to turn your mobile phone on mute. Keep any conversation to a minimum volume, and uh, that there was something else, but I, I can't remember what it was. There were three things. I, I have to uh, get the picture and have a look at the picture. But anyway, it, it, it's basically respect others around you, be quiet, and it's for people who want to read. Just sit quietly, listen to to music on headphones, but not have to blow their eardrums out because the asshole sitting next to them is is, is on the phone going. <laughs> You know, and and crapping onto some stupid floozy. Um, You know, it's just wonderful. And thankfully, and I've got to thank the people on the train because both ways, up there and back, the train was packed. And in the quiet carriage, it was silent. It was quiet. And it was great because, okay, I didn't have headphones on, but you could actually hear the train going along the tracks. You could hear as it goes into the turn, the sort of, the sharpness and the screeching of the wheels and it just it it, it it was enjoyable and I didn't have to listen to anyone bitch carry on and crap on on the phone and yell at someone on the phone and and get irate or laugh stupidly or whatever they may do people do weird things in general let alone on the train but you you had a mobile phone and they're just nuts yeah we actually I have seen um Amtrak, at least here in the Northeast, does have some of the first-class train cars that go back and forth up and down the Northeast Corridor here. I think up and down the Atlantic Corridor um, have quiet cars on them mm-hmm. where there's there, you're not allowed, you know, no electronics or anything like that. You know, books you can read. I, I'm, I'm assuming you could probably have a Kindle to read on or something like that. But no cell phones, no computers, no Skype calls. Which is really odd because you most of that corridor is pretty well covered by cellular data, mm-hmm. so you'd actually be able to get pretty good service. But then they have the opposite end. They, I think, they have cars on them that are fully wired, so that you can, you know, 
do everything under the sun while you're going too. So. <laughs> now let, let me ask you because look, I, I lived in in the the post iPhone post mobile phone world as well, not as long as you did. But do, do you find that? Well, I do want to say that you're like an ancient dude, Kevin. But you know, what can I say? You're just, an ancient dude. Just, just call me an old fart and be done with it. You're an old fart. Live with it. Um, okay. But look, you you lived in somewhat of a better time. Uh, I, I don't know if I told you, but my uncle wrote a, an autobiography, which I, I'd recommend anyone uh, age 65 plus write about your life. It's really intriguing. Uh, your family will love it. And there's a, a great legacy to leave, you know, what you've learned throughout life, the lessons you've learned. And, and it's a really good book. Um, anyway, uh, but he he was, and I've I've completely lost my train of thought now because the book was so good, and I'm thinking about the book and some of the funny stories, and I forgot what I was talking about. Kevin, remind me. You said about I've lived in the world so long where that oh, without with, the phones. without mobile phones. Yeah, he was sort of talking about that within his book, you know, saying that, you know, he lived in a time when you didn't have a phone on you all the time, so you'd go to the office, you'd have the phone, you'd leave the office, and the office wouldn't go with you. And I'm just wondering whether or not, you know, we love our mobile phones, we love our iPhones, we love our Android phones, whatever you've got, it's, you know, we we attach ourselves to it. Is it too much? Is it too much connectivity? Do we not switch off? Are we becoming too obsessive with that kind of stuff? Because I do like switching off. I like the idea of that quiet carriage. I like the idea of walking away from Twitter. I like the idea of of uh, only being available when I want to be available, not when other people believe I should be available. Yeah, I mean, I I will have to admit it's, uh, and some of our Mike uh, McPeak can attest to this for sure, that uh, he and I both well remember, and I'm sure we have other listeners out there that well remember the world before cell phones were so prevalent. Um, you know, it was a, I, I can remember when it was a huge thing. I, I'll take it even a step further you go back, I don't know how many years now, I can't remember, you get, you'd be in the office and somebody could, God, look at all this mail I got today, mm-hmm. you know, and when I'm talking physical, postal mail, Yep. and somebody go, wow, I got 10 emails, I'm there, you know, it's like, wow. <laughs> You're the man, 10 emails. And now it's the complete opposite. <laughs> uh, look at all this email I got. Well, I actually got three pieces of physical mail today, you know. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, it, it is quite different. I, I mean, I worked into it. I started out at first when I first had to be kind of available more more than just normal hours. I had a pager. Uh, and then I had, I've had i had multiple cell phones. Matter of fact, my cell phone number is my pager number from back in yeah, the you, day. Yeah, you've mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, I've had, it, I've had that number for that long. So, yeah, I I can well remember when we weren't always in contact. We weren't, you know, it was like, you know, uh, CB radios, when they were the big thing, at least in this country, that was a way to stay in contact more often. But, yeah, you used to have to walk in. Yeah, and you actually used to have to stand next to the telephone when you made the call. <laughs> you could, you didn't have a cordless phone to walk around on or, a, or anything like that. So it was quieter and simpler in some ways. But then the other side of things that are now simple for us uh, were more complex. Yeah. I mean, the sheer act of trying to acquire something that you wanted, 
you know, you know, you had to make an effort to go someplace to purchase it, to get it home, get you know, do whatever you want. That was a complete. It was more of an adventure, though, to do that. Really, and you had a bit more. I want to say satisfaction. Um, you know, I, I remember going to music stores and I'd, I'd be going to this music store or that one and I'd go into the city of Sydney and go to the big music stores there and then sometimes I wouldn't have something and I'd have to get them to order it in. And this was before shopping online and e-commerce came in where, you know, you can buy anything. You can buy a physical pseudo from anywhere in the world or you can buy it digitally uh, or even obtain it illegally if you must. Um, but the... There was always a story to tell. I could almost recite exactly which store I had been to to pick up that specific album and what feeling I had. And then on the train back home, for instance, from the city, I'd be looking at the album and, and looking at the cover and, and looking at the disc and everything on the train on the way home. And it was this just added additional story that went along with, wow, this is how I got this. Now, I just go, oh, yeah, that's a good price. Up, oh, yep, better price over here. Order, done. And there's no story behind it other than, guess what? I saved $3 on this CD. Yeah. Yay no, me. I, well, and, and I have a, an even different perspective. Having grown up in a small town, as I've mentioned numerable times before, you know, if you really wanted anything outside of your basic necessities, uh, the closest store that carried anything besides the basic necessities was about three and a half, four miles away. Mm-hmm. So that was an adventure. Then you, then, uh, and fast food, it, it, it's a good example. Fast food wasn't as readily available. You can't turn around now without bumping into a fast food restaurant. Oh yeah. It, it's anywhere here. Like, it, it's incredibly like I, I went up to that, that one area, the Hawkesbury river to the, what they term, uh, the suburb of Brooklyn. And uh, no fast food up there except for fish and chip takeaway places. Because it, it, it's on the seaside. And it's like, oh, thank God I don't see McDonald's or a KFC or something. It, it's just nice to look at... And, and I've been going up there since I was a, a kid. It, it's nice to see that after 30 years, it's still as basic as it ever was. And they haven't put a McDonald's in there. And look, who doesn't like McDonald's from time to time? I'm not, I'm not dissing. I, you know, I don't like it all the time. Uh, but you know, occasionally it's not too bad. Um, my, I mainly like their ice creams though, the the soft serve cone. They got, they got one at the moment where don't, don't you guys get ice cream at McDonald's, or you just don't like it? I don't like it. Ah, it's... okay. Because what they, what they do out here, they've got the the waffle cone. And and then they put the ice cream in with the strawberry top in and yeah, so I'm I'm a little bit partial to to that that little dish. It's like, mm, yep, okay, gotta go there. Um But yeah, look I'm I'm glad that they don't have that everywhere. You know, that and I I wonder we're talking about all this, Kevin, and I'm starting to think, are we sending ourselves financially broke in comparison to where we were years ago? I mean Incomes have obviously increased over time, but also the requirement to have everything and keep up with the Joneses, you know, we we have to pay that. We have, most of us have internet, uh, big internet bills every month. Some people have cable on top. Then we've got cellular bills. And then, you know, you've got to do this and do that and do something else. And and it's just, it, it makes me wonder. Sometimes I think, hey, you know, I love my iPhone, but... Do I really need the phone portion? Because I don't really use it. 
I don't use it as a phone and I'd like to have just, you know, a better data plan and the better data plan would be a little bit cheaper. And if I went like an external MiFi, but then of course the problem is I got to charge two units to go out with. But I, I keep looking at the iPhone going, man, even though it's prepaid, you're still costing me $50 a month to get the data I want. And yeah. it's like, you know what? Before that, I didn't have, I didn't spend $50 a month. It was in my savings. And do I really need it? And it, it, the, that answer to that question is going to be different for everyone. And, and there's some people out there who definitely say, oh, I don't need it, so I'm not going to get it. Um, but it, it's just a, a really interesting thing. I, I honestly notice, look, I, I love my iPhone 5S. But I've got to be quite honest, Kevin, I'm struggling to have a passion with it anymore. I I use it when I need it for the tasks I need to do. If I want to check email or if I want to check in on Twitter or or tease Americans that, hey, look at all my sunshine out here and I'll send you a picture uh, so that you guys can go and berate me and I can just go, ha, ha, ha. Um, But By the way, we berate you for everything, not just that. Yeah, I know. I saw Mark Shepard berating us again today, just out of the blue, Southern Hemisphere, he just he blanketed everyone. It's like, oh, well, you can always move out here, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take anyone. We're a former criminal colony, so, you know. <laughs> and if you can't get in legally, there's always the boats that, that come down and, you know, stay, you know, taxpayers' money as an asylum seeker. And then if you've got a good enough reason for being an asylum seeker, like, you know, Kevin's going to shoot you with a gun in the backside, well, you know, we'll let you into the country. You can stay. <laughs> I only have only plan to shoot one Australian in the backside. Damn it! Why does it have to be me? Listen, you can you can get Alistair. I mean, he's an honorary Australian. I mean, basically, look, we're, we're, we're as, as as close as we'll ever be to neighbours. Why would I want to shoot Alistair? He's a kind and gentle soul. But he's not me. I didn't say I was going to kill you. No, but you're going to shoot me in the ass. <laughs> well, I'm just going to do like my old granny said. I'll get you with a load of uh, rock salt in the ass. Okay, what's rock salt? Because I, I, I'm sure I'd think that's funny if I could understand what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's why everybody else is laughing that's in the United States. Literally, it would be big pieces of salt. I mean, big chunks mm. of salt. So when it, that's what the, the they used to use years ago to deter people. Would you shoot him with that? Of course, that burns. It oh. won't kill you, but it'll burn the crap out of you. Interesting. But, you know, Kevin, my, my big backside's got enough enough salt in it that I don't need anymore. I don't know. But I, it'll be... You'll know it. You'll know when I'm there. Jeez, mm, I, I tell you, I am never coming to America. I'm never doing it because... I, I swear, if I flew into California, you'd be there ready to shoot me. No, no. California has a lot of gun laws. I can't come there. thank you so you are you telling me that there's one area in america that actually has normal people that don't shit others no i didn't say that (laughs) i just i think california has more restrictive gun laws than where i live here in virginia so um i think uh but I have people that can extract you from California and bring you to me here in Virginia. Yeah, I think you know what? I think I'll stay in Australia and, and, and venture maybe to the UK. And, and, and the guys in the UK, that, they'd take care of me. They wouldn't shoot me in the ass. They might stab me, but, you know. You, 
do you really think that even if I wanted you out of Australia, I couldn't extract you? Oh, I know you couldn't. There's no way you could do that. Plus, my <laughs> my uh, my passport's up for renewal anyway, so you couldn't get me out of the country just yet. I got to. That, that's an we, expensive bloody thing. I got to pay another three hundred and thirty dollars to get ten we, years for my passport. My my method of extraction doesn't require passports. Oh, you Mister Working for the NSI. So, well, you know, you say you are right, you're complaining about you have to renew your passport. That is something I've never owned, never had. There you go. Never you've had sa- a passport. Save money. <laughs> Well, I've, I mean, I've never left the United States. you got to leave the United States sometime. Why? Because there's a world out there to explore. I haven't seen all 50 states in the United States. Why the crap do I want to leave? I mean, I should kind of see most of my own country first, right? True. Ever been to Canada? Nope. Wow. And you can drive across that border. I'm, let's see, I, it would take me, what, about 18, 12 to 18 hours to get to Canada. Well, see, that's, a fa- that's a family holiday. No, I'm not. We, we, we've got a lot of good friends up in Canada. Oh, we've got a lot of lovely people in Canada. We've got Summer, you know, we've got all these people that that, that I dearly love that live in Canada. But and, I'm not going and, to- and, they don't, and they've got no guns up there. So, you know, they're, they're, they're normal people. No, they're not normal. They, uh, <laughs> I have only been, but, but they're, they're part of. Uh, 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 they're, they're like us. They're part of the Commonwealth. They're my people. Well, then I'll have you extracted to Canada, black op you into the U.S. I can't win. I can't win, can I, <laughs> listeners? It's it just he's out to get me, and uh, I don't know, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. And I have friends. In- I have friends in the Royal uh, Mounted Police. They can come after you. So nice. I, 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 I feel so safe in this world. Please, please, someone take me to another planet. Speaking of which, hey, Kevin, do you believe in UFOs and little green men? Uh, Only if they've eaten McDonald's food and they're throwing up and they're green because of it. Interesting. So you're you're no, not I, you're you're a non-believer in the Roswell incident and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of wishy-washy about it. I I I don't. I'm uh, what is the word? Agnostic, I guess, about it. Mm-hmm. I don't won't say I disbelieve, but I can't say I believe either. You know, uh-huh. I'm kind of agnostic. Yeah, I think that's the appropriate word about it. Yeah, I, I must admit, I like to think that it's real. Because I, I, I want to know that we're not just alone on this rock. I'd like to think that there's other intelligent life out there that could provide answers to the meaning of life and so forth. But whether there is, I mean, who knows? I I have no clue, of course. Um, so it's one of those things that I'd like to believe. But, you know, you'd need something like Independence Day to, to come down and, and reign on, on the world. And, and it can't just happen to America either. I mean... America's got this issue where if any time that, well, I must say Sydney Harbour, at least in Independence Day, got shown. But it, it's always the, the, it's always the White House being blown up or invaded by aliens. And it's like, oh, come on. Haven't they figured out that everything's 
you know, the Japan's a superpower, India's becoming a superpower, and China's going to take over the world because the rest of the Western world decides, hey, we're going to give them all our money to manufacture everything. They're getting rich off us. There's going to be other countries that are going to be superpowers. But no, no, they always go for American soul. It's like, okay, I know your foreign policy is bad around the world, but that doesn't go into Stella. <laughs> we, we have intergalactic policy issues is what you're saying. I, I'm just wondering because the, the, the aliens always come from America. Well, it's, you know, it's it's where we it's the physical location of where we are. Don't you know? Don't feel like we're anything special. It's a nice. Oh, I'm not saying you are, Kevin. <laughs> what? I'm not saying you are anything special. See, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Plus five but, uh, geek points. No, minus three. The, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you, I I don't know. I just I I think if it were if. I, if aliens ever do come, I hope it's not an Independence Day type of thing. I would rather it be more of a uh, what was the uh, episode of uh, Star Trek Enterprise? I believe it was where they went back and met the guy that first created warp drive, and then the Vulcans made contact. Oh, and- so that was that was uh, Zephyrin Cochran, and and. Uh- that was um, at first done before Enterprise. It was done in uh, Star Trek. Um, oh, what well, I'm thinking you hoping that's Star Wars, you idiot. Uh, no, Next Generation did it. Um, uh, what was, first Contact. The Star first Trek contact. movie, First Contact. One of my favorite right. Star Trek films. And th- that that's was right. when we first saw, saw that story arc. But yes, in Enterprise, they did go back and, and revisit that story arc, which was very cool. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, that's that's the type of alien in first encounter I want to I want to see. But yeah, we, we, we finally reach a, a level of intelligence that the alien, no, the aliens no longer look upon us as as mere animals and mules roaming the, the world. They think, boom, OK, they've got something to add now. Let's add them to the intergalactic, uh, you know, whatever. The uh, add, add them to the alliance, as you're saying. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've got to wait, I guess. So, someone smart has to come up with something. Now, Kevin, let me ask you. Moon landing, real or fake? Real. Why hasn't America ever been back, and why did Russia never land someone on the moon? Got no freaking clue. That's, that, that's what makes me wonder about these things. Well, because I mean, it, I... Why, why haven't we done more testing on the moon? Why haven't we tried to colonize the moon? And we've never been back, and yet our technology is drastically better than it's ever been before. Now, the International Space Station, absolutely, yeah, cool. But landing on the moon, it's like only America could do it. And then, you know, if you look through the conspiracy uh, theorist, uh, you know, topics and that online, and and you see, you know, with the, the, the different photographs and the different sort of light angles and stuff like that, it throws into question some validity. Uh, and and the, uh, look, I'll say something. There's certainly something to be said for the magnificent photos that were taken on another planet by astronauts, not professional photographers. But, you know, besides that, it's... I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things. I'm, I, I want to believe, again, that it definitely did happen. But I find it hard to believe when we've never gone back. 
I I think probably, or at least my opinion, I won't, I'll say it that way, the reason that we've never gone back is I think the the apathy that developed around it so quickly after the initial, was it um, by probably about Apollo 13 or 14? 13 was the one where they had the uh, disaster. Uh, yeah, not disaster. Come back, and yeah. even at that point, they would have probably, Apollo 13 for the most part would have been kind of, the actual landing, I don't think many people would have paid attention to. I think it became, but you know, hey, it, we did it, and then it was over with. And I, I think I don't think they ever saw any huge. I think now we understand, we can understand more what's there. So if we were to go back, I think we'd get more value out of it. But I don't think there was any, you know, yeah, we made it to another planet, but I don't think it. It's a moon, not a planet. I know people in the astronomy world are yelling at me. The I don't think there's any real value. We didn't, we couldn't see a value to continuing to go to the moon and do things on the moon. At some point in the future, we well, will. Yeah, here's another way to look at it. What's the value then in the International Space Station? They're getting value out of that. The scientific researchers are they get an immense value out of that. Why not on the moon? It just, you know, you've got planetary scientists that, that study the Earth. They're still looking at rocks. They're still looking in the dirt. They're still, you know, coming up with new hypotheses and, and, and new ideas about how things were created and so forth. It just seems so ludicrous that we've never gone back. And I'm not just saying America. I'm, I'm saying any country in the world that they've never gone back. Because after the Cold War, basically Russia stopped... Uh, you know, trying as well, and I don't know if Germany had a, a space uh, space program or not, but it, it just... I think the Chinese are planning to try to go. Oh, look, I'd, I'd love to see any country at this point in time go back and tell us a bit more. Show us, now that we, we've got more bandwidth and, and, and better video capabilities and, and so forth, show us more of what's there and, and just explore and experiment and, and just... You know, find out more about what the moon is. And then, you know, of course, go to the next one, go to Mars. Of course, they've had the Mars rover and so forth. But it's stuff like they haven't really put a rover on the moon. And it's like there's got to be more there than just landing in one spot and saying, we did it, yay, and and let's move on now. It it just seems to me that it it was a, a big waste of time in the end. Well, I don't think it was a waste of time. I think it was just, you know, it was it was a demonstration of man's capability to reach out into the universe beyond the the earthly boundaries. They, that, they, they did nothing further than that. I, I agree with I, you, Kevin. But yeah. but since that time, they've done nothing. Yeah, no, I, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I just think, you know, it's like okay, that that is the next closest physical body to the Earth. And then when they and they look at all they had to do to get three people to the moon, and then just get two people on the moon, and you know all that took, and it would still take a lot, but we would get more information from it. But I think it's just like, okay, we did all this and we just barely got there and back. Maybe we're still pushing the envelope. Maybe we got really lucky that nobody died trying to get there. Uh, directly you know in flight Hmm. so i i don't know i don't know you know i'm very disappointed that the united states government has abandoned the space program so to speak i mean i know they're still participating in the uh, international space station stuff um i i would love to see them doing more uh 
with the a shuttle-like program, the reusable uh, space travel vehicle. I would like to see, you know, I don't know that we could ever, I, I guess I'd be a little trepidatious yet until we could increase the, or decrease the amount of time it takes to travel between the Earth and the Moon before we could colonize it or even set up some sort of uh, something, you know, some sort of base there that, you know, people went to, stayed for 30 days or something like that and came back or something like that. But the travel time, I think, is just mm-hmm. kind of prohibitive because it's, you know, what is it, a quarter of a million miles to to go to the uh, moon and uh, go to the moon, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it, it's quite a distance. And uh, but still, it's one of those things, I mean... Mankind should be on the moon. We we should have colonized it. We should be there, and, and just just to be there. I mean, put a building on there. You know, it's like, please do something with it. It's just, you know, it, it's one of those cool geeky dreams that I think we all want to know what's out there. And the further you can go, even even if it's just to the moon, you know, it's it's further than where we're standing right now. When imagine building a telescope up there and, and looking into space from there. You'd see space differently again and, and so forth. And it's just, I, I, I feel it's a, a lost opportunity uh, that the world hasn't come together somehow on this. And I understand, look, you know, it costs billions of dollars to, to have these programs run and to get people to the moon. I understand the cost is immense. But it's like, look, you know, we've got to stop arguing amongst each other and we've got to start working together governments of the world have to start working together to push us to that next level to to see what's out there are we alone uh is there a god is the god a, an alien is you know is is it an entity is there an end to the universe or isn't there that there's so many questions with no answers and, and we'll never know in our lifetimes um but if, if we self. <laughs> But if we don't start looking for the answers now, we're not going to get the answers. Yeah, I know that's true. And that's that's the disappointing thing, that they're not really looking for the answers anymore. Um, I think nationalism has impacted it greatly, and, and, and I don't know how to get past that until... And I know the, the one-world government type of situation everybody talks about is what would you know, help to advance that. But well, the United Nations is, is very much like that one world government type thing, but they don't have the control necessary to be that, that singular government, if that makes sense. Yeah, true. So it's, I don't know. It's interesting. I would love to see us reach out. I'm interested to see what they do. You know, there's all the talk about traveling to, uh, to, to Mars, um, it would be a one-way trip right now is what they're saying for the people that went. Um, so, you know, there's there's always that. I think uh, our friend Peter Bird signed up, if I remember yes, him telling Yes, he did. He signed up to be uh, one of those people. Now, I know Gretel's volunteer Jew. Um, oh, wonderful. Oh, Cause when, I wasn't Because when, when, when Peter told me, I started shipping me pants, thinking, oh, jeez, I couldn't do that. <laughs> not a one-way journey I, you, you know yeah. what if i didn't have kids and so forth I'd, I'd put my hand up and say i'd love to do that but now with the kids it's like no i just want to see other people do it and and, and see other people reach those heights you know it, it it's one of those things eventually one day we we've got to do it as as a society and as humanity it's uh it, it'd be wonderful to see and hopefully it'll happen before we die and if it doesn't well governments of the world you suck
as opposed to they don't suck now? No, they they they'll suck. They'll just suck more, I guess. They'll they'll have so then I'm thinking about the movie Spaceballs. You know, <laughs> I haven't from, seen that movie for ages. That's a good one, actually. From suck to blow or whatever <laughs> the, the giant vacuum. Wow. It, it's got to be at least fifteen years since I've seen that movie. Yeah, I know. Um, on a not too distant episode. Uh, I've, our friends over at the Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Uh, oh, they're doing that one. Cool. They did. They did Spaceballs. Ah. I'm not mistaken. So it uh, hasn't been released yet, though, has it? Because uh, I've seen it come into my feed. Or has it? I'm pretty sure it has. I think you're screwed up. Oh, thanks, Kevin. Jeez, that's <laughs> nice. Well, I, I must admit, I'm a bit behind in podcasts. So. Yeah, I. Uh, the holidays got me behind. The holidays yeah, they, gets everyone behind. I was thinking of starting NAMP up again. I'm like, ah, oh, everyone's on holidays. They're not going to listen to me. They released that. It was episode uh, 71 or 2. It was released back on the 8th of December. Wow. Okay, I must be behind. Severely. I must admit, I was, uh, I, I actually, um, between Christmas and the New Year, I caught up with uh, Pocket Size Podcast, the man who shall remain nameless and his great co-host, Ronnie. Um, Ronnie Rock. <laughs> R- Ronnie does, Ronnie makes that show. I mean, the man who shall remain nameless, we thought he was good before, but <laughs> uh, Ronnie just makes that show. Yeah, it was, uh, I've been, I, matter of fact, I just listened, uh, you got quite a bit of mention on uh, two I episodes. I know, I know. I, I didn't even know, because they didn't tell me, of course. And I had to listen to it. And I'm like, yep, thanks, guys. Thank you. I'll, I'll have to admit, when they said stuffing you in a box with an iPad and stuff like that, <laughs> I busted a gut laughing. <laughs> that that was, that was, I must admit, that was kind of funny. I, I, uh, I'd high-five them if I could for that comment. Because, of, of course, you know, my anti-iPad approach now these days, I, I still don't miss having an iPad. I want one. But I don't know why I want one. I'll never use it if I got one. So then I'd be pissed off that I've got one and never used it. Well, you know, before I consider, and I'm not planning on getting a new iPad anytime soon because I just got the four not that long ago. Mm-hmm. I the more I hear people talk, I, I kept saying, "Oh, I'm gonna the next one I get, I'm gonna switch to a, a mini because of the weight and all that sort of thing." But now I hear everybody that had done that said, "Yeah, you pick up the iPad Air." It's a world of difference. So I need to go into the store and, and hold. I try to do it around Christmas, but all the idiots were standing there drooling on themselves and the oh, iPad. So and, I just, and, and the kids, it, it annoys me how the kids go and play with these. And it's like, can you afford to buy this? No. Then fuck off! Of course, the other thing I do is when I go into the into the store, wherever the Apple stuff is, I go to geekiestshowever.com and bring it up and leave it on the screen. Brilliant. <laughs> I love it. You got to do that. You got to you got to plug us because no one else will. Yeah, no, I uh, that's what I do. But uh, I do want to go c- compare the two, and it really makes me think about which one I would get if I bought one. So I I don't yeah, know what and, I would do. In, and and with both having the Retina displays too, same performance. Um, it, it's it's really hard to pick these days. It'd be. I, I think I'd have to go the Air if I went one again. Even though I, I love the mini form factor, it is a little bit small. Um, 
and just having something that little bit larger would would probably be a little bit more beneficial especially for doing things like typing on the screen uh you know the mini wasn't too bad but that it was noticeably smaller yeah i um i don't know what i would do i guess if i had the money i'd have both i don't oh we we know i know people who do that oh my god I, I honestly, I, I, I swear some people have disposable incomes that we don't. I mean, they they must be working in better jobs or something than we are, Kevin, because they literally get get the top of the range and get the, the full size and get the, the mini, and, and then they even get the top of the range iPhone as well. Yes, Peter Bird, I'm talking about you, and Glenn Kunzler, I'm talking about you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, of course, because I can live vicariously through you guys. Yeah, I I don't know. And, and poor, I, poor man who shall remain nameless. He's still on an iPad too. I mean, seriously, podcasting is, is a thankless job when you look at it because it's a chore to, to come on and, and have educated conversations that people are going to be interested in. And we've got to get together somehow with it, with the whole podcasting community and help to buy the man who shall remain nameless an upgrade to his iPad too. Well, I still use my iPad One too. Yeah, well, as well. Yeah, but you're not doing a pocket-sized podcast, Kevin. I mean, the man who shall remain nameless. This is his career. This is his life. This is his livelihood. He he needs this type of equipment. Otherwise, no one's going to take him seriously. Well. Yeah, you're right. What are we going to say? Nobody they, takes him seriously well, anyway. <laughs> they take Ronnie very seriously. Absolutely. Ronnie, he's straight down the middle, straight down the line. Serious man there. Uh, and look, th- this is one thing, honestly, I've been struggling with, uh, with not another Mac podcast. You may have noticed that it's kind of, the wheels have fallen off that show recently, and I don't know how to put them back on. <laughs> Which, <laughs> uh, look, I've been doing the show for two and a half years, I guess. Um, possibly that long, almost three years. And it, it came to a stage that, okay, I, I went through the, the transition phase of moving away from having an iPad and an iPhone plus a Mac and trying to push the envelope. And then now not having the iPad, I'm finding that I don't have much to talk about. I've got the perfect MacBook Air. It runs perfectly for everything I need. I, I, I have very few problems with it, so I've never got anything to complain about. Same with the iPhone, having the 5S, it's amazing. It's, it's just wow. And honestly, I'm, I'm honestly struggling. I, I need my friends to help me here because I'm honestly struggling to figure out how I can get passion back in for Not Another Mac podcast and keep it running for another three years. It's, it's one of those things that when things are working well and I've got no rants to, to make, then I just start talking about crap and then crap I get bad feedback from people and people take me to task on oh, you need to take a break from this it's not going well and I end up being like Leo Laporte where I'm a, a faker well you've been a faker most of your life but that's a different problem there the, yeah, that, uh, that's in the bedroom Gretel shouldn't have told yeah. you yeah, the pictures is what I'm having a hard time getting out of my head <laughs> good good <laughs> I never mind anyway uh, the uh I know it's tough, and, and and you and I have talked offline about this too. It's it's it is tough. I if I had the extra cycles and the extra bandwidth, you know, as much as I enjoyed it, I I appreciate all the times you let me host that show. But it does get tough. Uh, I think the time's coming though, 
at least for me in the next few years, the time will come where I will get even more passionate about podcasting. And I may get back to where you were at one point. You were doing, what, five shows? Oh, yeah. And, you know, some of those shows I really miss. Um, Actually, surprisingly, the show I miss most at this point in time, uh, and I'm including NAMP in this because NAMP's on a hiatus until I pull myself together and and get that out of hiatus. Uh, But the show that I I really miss doing is Track Talk because I, I, I do, I just love and adore music. And I, I miss doing that with Sam. Um, you know, I, I miss the Nintendo Club podcast as well, and the film podcast I was doing with Tim Chatham. Um, but a couple of things. Tim, I, I cannot compete with. <laughs> he buys almost every game that's out there. He, buys, he, he bought four, no, five Nintendo DSs this year. Different flavors, <laughs> different colors. And I, I, honestly, I, I can't compete with him. He just... And and he can sit there all night and play the game, and, and I can't. I've got kids and so forth. So it's very hard to, to sort of... He, he's so extreme, which is a great thing, because he, he delivers such a great show. But yeah, he does. I, it's I, an awesome show. But see, I, I couldn't compete with that level of intensity. So not competing with it, I was dragging the show down, and it was right for me to step away. And uh, he's been able to bring a couple of new guys in, and they're doing a fantastic job, which is great. Um, and likewise with the films, I don't get time to watch enough films. I, you know, this week I've watched two films and it's a surprise because normally I go a month and I can watch two films if I get that much spare time. Um, so yeah, it just depends really where your passions are and, and what you want to do. And I, I love doing Kiki's show over, of course, just because we're, we're best friends, even though we've never met. And it, it's just a, 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 an hour of goofiness. Because I don't care what yeah. feedback we get. It's just funny. It's, you know, we can talk about anything, and we do. And it's just hilarious. But doing something like Not Another Mac podcast where it's a serious show. It's not like my Mac, where, where Guy and Gaz goof off, but they have a lot of fun doing it. But then they say a lot of cool, important things as well. But it, it, it's kind of... It, it, it's a perfect combination for them. They're like us, but in the Mac world. Uh, you know how people yell at us when we don't know the movie actor? Well, people yeah. yell at them when they don't know what a certain connection should be or something. Because they're having, <laughs> yeah. they're having too much fun, having a good time to worry about the, the technicalities of getting it right. Whereas with Not Another Mac podcast, I have to get it right. And, and the, the people that join me have to get it right. Um, it's that style of show. It's a more serious style of show that needs to be taken seriously. And honestly, I, I just, I, I don't know if I've got what it takes to get it back on its feet. I just, I don't have well, the passion I did. I, and look, Kevin, I, I've walked away from a lot of things Apple. It's not only the iPad. Uh, you know, I've gone back to purchasing physical CDs. I'm even buying physical books again. Um, I'm, I'm really walking away from the, the high-end tech stuff. I just, I want that tactile feel. Um... Plus, you know, I, I mean, look, you know, when you can get a CD and you got a, a cover like that on the CD, and no, uh, oh. yep, and, and then on the rear, you know, when when you can get a CD with a pretty girl like that, and uh, this is a, a White Zombie uh, album, and uh, anyone who knows anything about Rob Zombie, White Zombie, you'll know what his album covers are like. They're just glorious, but. Even things like Iron Maiden, you look at their artwork and it's like, man, I want to hold that. And 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 that cover, 
on a computer screen, on an iPad, on an iPhone, on an iPod. It's not the same. You cannot drool over that. You cannot pick it up. You cannot touch it. That is, Kevin, that is the closest I'm getting to a, a woman that looks like that ever, unless I pay one to get that close uh, to me, you see? So, you know. Most of those have restraining orders against you anyway, so... We'll yeah, no, it's, it sucks. It, it, it just sucks. But, you know, here, here I've got another one that I'll, you know, another Rob Zombie cover, rear cover. You know, that's his wife, actually, which uh, he's got a hot wife. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, I can't help it. She's hot. She shows it off. If you got it, you deliver it. Great. No worries. He's a lucky bath. Don't show it off. I don't need to see. Oh, man. Why do you have to show it off? You don't have to show it off, Kevin. Oh. No, I, I don't need to see your, your underarms. Why, why, why do I want to? Why do I want to see a Wookiee on my screen? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so all, all that aside, you know, I've just gone gone back a little bit to to owning some of the physical things that I really cherish and I I really want. Um, it's just that tactile feel. It's like a book, you know, the smell of a book, the the paper texture of a book that you get to actually hold. Sometimes I, I just feel more connected with the media that way. So I've started to step away. I, I, look, I still buy a lot of iTunes content. Trust me, I buy too much. Uh, but the stuff that, even if I bought it in iTunes over the years, if I love it enough, I'll buy it physically as well so that I've got that physical tactile copy. So I don't know. I'm just, I don't know what I can bring to, to the Mac podcasting world anymore. I think is really the... The key problem I'm suffering. I don't want to be another Leo Laporte where he should have given up five years ago. Um, I want it to be fresh. I want it to be unique. And I want people to love the show. I Honestly, I've even been thinking about getting in someone, a, a, a full-time replacement host where I no longer have anything to do with the show and they take it over completely as their own. Um, just so that it lives mm. on but it doesn't die. Um, unfortunately, I, I haven't been able to think of anyone who has number one, the time to dedicate to it and number two, the, the will to actually want to do it. If you're listening and you're interested, Hey, let me know. I'm, I'm always open to, to discussing things because it's a good concept. It's a good show. Roundtable podcast is always enjoyable. Yes. There's a ton of them already. But everyone can have a, a different viewpoint unless you have Jeff Gamut on because he's on so many roundtable shows and then kind of <laughs> repeats itself. Love you, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> but you do too many podcasts. <laughs> oh, I love Jeff. He's, he's awesome to be on a show with. Yeah, he is. He, he's a very nice man. But uh, you, you get what I mean. It, it's, you know, you tend to get the same people going on, on similar shows and it can get repetitive sometimes in, in viewpoints. Um, but yeah, look, I, I just, I don't want it to die, but I don't, I also don't want to be the one that drags it down to where no one wants to listen to it anymore because the show's shit and I, I've, you know, run it into the ground. I mean, sometimes I look at TV series and TV shows and they run a course of two years, three years, 10 years. Um, you know, just depends once they've run their course, that's it. Sometimes it, it's better to to sort of peak before you start going down. And, and honestly, I, I feel that I've started going down already. And that's not where I want to be. It's, um, 
it's got to be fun. It's got to be enjoyable. And, you know, not everyone has to agree with me. Not everyone has to like my opinion. Uh, everyone can hate me. That's fine. But the show format and the guests that, you know, you got to respect those guys because they put in a, a ton of hard work for the, the hour, hour and a half when we do the show. They get no pay for it. And, you know, if you've got a host that's just, you know, screwing around and not doing a good job, then that's not fair to those people who are dedicating their time to come on the show. Um, no, that's very true. I, I understand the passion, and uh, I'm sure everybody, I think, goes through that burnout with everything at some point. Um, I, You know, it never hurts to reboot a podcast just much as we did with this show, come up with a slightly different format, do some other things. Um, so, you know, maybe, you know, think on it. You might be able to come up with a format that works for you. I mean, look at all the other stuff that's, you know, for, uh, not a format, but a process and a format that allows you to do it, still be passionate, still come up with something good. Um, I, I don't know. You, you don't, don't sell yourself short. You, you've got a lot of good ideas. You've got a lot of good opinions and some awesome rants. So, I mean... Oh, that, I've had some rants, that's for sure. I, you know what, I, I could do a, a, a show special just on my rants, I think, Kevin. You probably could. You know what What, what helps rants, though, is when they're sugar-filled and sugar-prepped. Uh, oh, uh, yes. oh. I, 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 Kevin, I've been peeped. You've been peeped? I've been peeped. I, I, I am peeped up. Uh, now, what no one knows is that Kevin sent a care package of... Peeps, which is a, a marshmallow delicacy, and uh, it's got sugar on the outside. And they came in Christmas trees, Santa Clauses, and like the Christmas trees are green and 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 so forth. Now, generally, when you get something with marshmallow and sugar on the outside, what do you think? You think, oh, this is going to be so sugary, it's going to be sickly. Ah, uh-uh. ah, these things are beautiful, and I have been eating them like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Plus, Kevin, because it's because it's warm weather, we've been putting them in the fridge. And you take them out of the fridge and you, and you bite into them. Oh, it's luscious. That's just superb. I can't thank you enough. Oh, you're more than welcome. The um, the funny thing is the the our listeners here in the United States, the three or four of them, uh, will know that um, – will know peeps more from the Easter time. That's where they got their original start. They're little, they were little chickens and bunny shapes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But peeps now come out for every holiday. I'm sure if I went to the store now, I could probably find Valentine's, or, you know, little little hearts and things like that. <laughs> Don't send me that one. <laughs> now uh, he won't he? He's going to do it just to get at me. I can see it coming. But I will, when Easter time rolls around, you will get another care package with the the peeps that are all the colors of the rainbow yellow pink green purple well, well, well see kevin that's going to be good because we're, we're almost through the peeps <laughs> and, and 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 listeners kevin sent me five i'm sure it was five packets <laughs> it might have even been six it, it, it came in remember. a big box and uh, oh nicholas loves them as well he's just keeps going and uh yeah so we, we've been having a, a great time peeping out but what 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 I think is amazing about them, as I said earlier, they're not sickly. You know, I obviously have a couple at a time. Don't eat the whole packet in one go. But <laughs> it, it's not that sugary sickness. Like, there, there's other things that we can get out here, other sort of similar marshmallowy sweets, 
and they're so sickly that you have one that you, you just don't want to have anymore. It sort of it cloys on the back of your throat. Whereas these peeps don't. They just oh, they're they're a delicacy. Oh, I I've always loved the things. They were uh, my second favorite candy uh, at Easter time growing up. So well, uh, so they've been going for well since ancient they, times. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Peeps, <laughs> peeps have been around as long as... It, but you know, there are people in this country that hate those things. They absolutely hate peeps. They they think they're disgusting, nasty little things. Oh, they're yummy. you kidding me? They, okay, no, those guys you can go and shoot in the ass. <laughs> I give you permission. But, I mean, but if you look on YouTube, there's even videos of people microwaving the peeps to watch them explode. <laughs> really? <laughs> 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 oh, the poor little peeps. That, that, that reminds me of the idiots that go and microwave a brand new iPhone or something when it comes out. It's like, it's going to blow up the same way that the previous one did, dopey. Yeah, I know. But yeah, Crazy. we'll have to, come Easter time, I'll have to make sure that you get another care package. Ooh, uh, I like that. Full of, full of peeps and some other uh, Easter delicacies that you probably don't have down Ooh, under. Nice. And we'll have to send you some Vegemite, because I don't think we've ever done that yet. Some what? Vegemite. Oh, veg- well, you know, actually, I can buy that. Oh, that's right. You can, too. Oh, well, that... that yeah. <sighs> I've run out of ideas now. So, well, you could send Gretel and the kids. Yeah. No, but actually, Gretel's planning on going to the UK to, to Scotland this year sometime. So, and I'm going to stay at home with the kids. So, uh, yeah. Our UK friends. I, actually, do we know? And I think I know one person in Scotland, maybe two. Um, the one person I know for sure I know in Scotland no longer lives there. He lives in San Diego, California. <laughs> All right, maybe we don't then. Uh, yeah. Who knows? But I look at, you know, it's just across the border and it's nice and close and, you know. So who knows? Maybe I'll even buy a ticket for myself and and go across the UK. She's planning on going to London as well. So uh, maybe I should do that. Have a a Mac meetup and maybe actually getting in touch with people in the real world. Maybe I'll actually be able to reboot the show. Something like that. There you go. Meet up with uh, Gaz. You could meet up with. Uh, I can't Elaine meet up Giles. with Gaz. He'd fall asleep before the meeting. No, he'd walk in. Hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. And Gaz honestly only fell asleep once listening to the show, but uh, I, I forgave him a long time ago for that. <laughs> You know, it's it's like I said, there's this one show that I listen to all the time that, that puts me right to sleep constantly. Yeah, what is it? And, and the person's the greatest podcaster in the world, uh, I think. It must be my show, then. Oh, and that's why I listen to that show. Oh. You know, Kevin, maybe, just maybe, you miss me so much when we're not talking that you listen to the repeats of our shows together. And uh, you don't want to acknowledge that. No, I can you, you don't. You don't want to acknowledge our bromance. I'll acknowledge the bromance, but I don't listen to us again. Okay, he definitely doesn't listen to us. He admitted the bromance. Oh boy, <laughs> we've got problems. Oh. well, Kevin. Now that uh, th- put your tongue back in your mouth, man. My God, Jesus Christ, what have I created here? Oh, the trauma, the tragedy. 
Why do I podcast with this guy, listeners? Why? 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 No! See? He, he just... No reason. No reason. Just no reason. Uh, you know, th- th- this is why I, I struggle to come up with fresh new ideas. Because... Ooh, ooh back the freight trainer. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm traumatized by Kevin. That's what it is. Yeah, traumatized. We'll go with traumatized. <laughs> You're going to shit me in the ass when I come across and see you. Well, it's either that or I have to kick you with my size 14 foot. That would probably leave less of a scar. Not and, I wouldn't, steel- and I wouldn't have permanent anal leakage then. But I'd have my steel-toed pointy boots on. Jeez, is a nice guy, isn't he, listeners? Well, if you want to find out where you can find that nice guy, and if you'd like to be the host of this show, Mike, please come back. You're the only one that can stand up to him for me. Please come back. <laughs> where can they find you, Kevin? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter. You can find me at twitter.com uh, forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. A little bit on Google Plus at uh, forward slash Kevin Alder and app.net at the same thing as Twitter. Fantastic. And, and seriously, Mike, um, we're, we're recording on a regular day now, Sunday nights, uh, 9 p.m. Kevin's time. Uh, so if you can make it, we'd love to have that threesome that we've been telling everyone about. You know, this this threesome thing. You know. No! Hey, maybe Mike wanted it. <laughs> you never Mike know. Wanted... We had a threesome without you already. Yeah, I know. It kind of sucked. Had, I feel I I know you had it with Tim, but I feel left out. And the foursome just good. doesn't work, you know. It was great. I mean, you had two old guys and one young guy, so it worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Tim. You'll never do this show again, will you? <laughs> oh, and on that note, I better tell the listeners where they can find me. Ah, if I dare. Mark. No, markgreentree.com. I don't even know my own website. See, I'm such a professional podcaster that I I can tell you where to find me. Not. (laughs) And yeah, if if you've got any feedback, mark.greentree at uranus.com. I'm never letting that go. And I I still haven't signed that up. So if you send an email to that, it'll come back to you saying this douchebag doesn't have an email address. Yeah, but that goes it goes over into the Klingon mailbox. Uh Kevin, man, I can't I cannot watch any Klingon storyline now. You've ruined Star Trek. You really have. No, I haven't. You have to. I, I, I can't watch them with any seriousness. Your little warped mind has ruined it. Yeah, but you put the idea in there. Well just take a melon baller and scoop that part out and you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, let's go and get the lobotomy. Actually, it'll probably help a little bit. Anyway, listeners, thank you for listening to us. Uh, crap on for another hour and 14 minutes and 54 seconds, 55 seconds, 56 seconds, right, 57, 58, 59. Over to you, Kevin. Well, since they've listened to us crap on about that long for an hour and whatever, then we want to make sure that they remember between now and next week to hug a geek. <laughs> Here we go! 
curious about Nintendo? Well, check out the Nintendo Club podcast. This podcast is done twice a week. We dive into all things Nintendo. We dive into retro. We dive into current games, what we're playing, what cool Nintendo news is going on. Check it out here at the Spotlight Network, the Nintendo Club podcast. We broadcast this live out every Sunday evening starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out the Nintendo Club podcast.com website for more information.